and we're live. Okay, today I'm joined by Mr. Gray Morris. He is a friend, a mentor, and no doubt the best coach I know, man. He's the best coach I know. How you doing, Graham? I'm good, brother. How you doing? I'm good, man. How's things in Australia? Uh, yeah, that's okay, man. Like, I don't think we've had it as bad as everywhere else, you know? We've had, like, ISO, but it's not really ISO. You can still go out. Everything's kind of still been open. There's just no pubs, bars, um, and restaurants, but they're starting to slowly open back up. So no, no, just pub, the, no pubs being open is probably good for guys like you and me, isn't it? Saving some money. Yes, yes, brother. <laughs> I'm saving money. <laughs> I'm making them making less, but saving more. You know. <laughs> good. Man. But there's yeah, no sport. No sports a bit of a killer, but yeah. It's good the UFC's back on. So yeah, at the moment, are you are you with a club at the moment? No, bro. I, I finished up in uh, October. I, I stopped doing rugby league stuff. Okay. So now oh. I'm just do, now I'm just doing privates and um and doing online stuff. Hey, eh? a lot of consults with athletes now. Okay, that's good. All right, all right. Before we start, right, I've got. Yeah. I know you used to live in the UK, right? You used to live in London. Yeah. Yeah, bro. And uh, have you, you you've eaten at Nando's, right? Yeah, man. What's your Nando's order? What's my Nando's order? I always just get like um, like a chicken. The peri. How good's the peri peri chips in there? There you go. Yes, that's all I needed yeah. to know, man. I, I just get. I just get. I just get chicken, spicy chicken with yeah. peri peri chips, and oh, I have another side. I'm, I'm trying to remember what it was. Probably garlic bread or something like that. Nah, maybe. yeah, my name was that coleslaw. I don't know. Oh, coleslaw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but the, no, the Nando's. Not, yeah. The Nando's in Australia. It's not the same, is it? It's like a takeaway there. Yeah, there's not not too many around, you know. Yeah. But so but what one thing Australia does have is better. It's coffee is way better. Yeah. The coffee, coffee in London so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad, <laughs> it's so bad man. Yeah. Australia, like the breakfast, the coffee is like unreal. And if yeah, we're not we're not putting uh, like chips. No, 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 The English English breakfast, bro. I remember that. Like just watching all the trainees eat the breakfast, going, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> Chips, beans, bacon, yeah. fry up. Ready That's for your the- daily calories done. <laughs> done. Out of the way. Exactly. So uh, for you guys that are listening, um, I worked in the same gym as Graham in Fitness First in Jewel Street in Sydney. And Graham was actually one of the people that observed me before I actually got the job. Do you remember that? I assessed you. Me. You assessed me, right? I assessed you. That's right. You, you went good, but you went good. Uh, did know? I do good? Yeah, I would say that the reason I, you know, I passed you and now you become the man you are. <laughs> yes, I, could, I could have finished your career there and then, brother. <laughs> You're lucky a nice guy, you know? Yeah. But you know what? The, the, what, what did you think of me when we first met? Because we first met on the gym floor, with, I think with the assessment itself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, man, I, I get around in, um, English people, bro. I lived there for a while. I love the banter. Yeah. I love the, the, the humor and stuff, so... And you, mate, you're a solid trainer. You know that. You're a good trainer. Oh, so good man. But it, was, know, it, it was easy. It was easy. But you know what? When I came to Jewel Street and before I started working there and before you did my assessment, right, um, it was so different to the personal training scene, the fitness scene in London. Like you guys in Australia, like the coaches, like they're, they're, they're very good. Like especially when it comes to professionalism. And when I came to Sydney and I saw you guys and they were telling me this is Graham. He's got his master's in strength and conditioning. Uh, he's honors. He's, 
you got your master's in human movement. Is that right? Something like that? I got a degree in human movement, honors exercise physiology and master's strength conditioning. Yeah. There you go. And I'm My there. man doesn't like the brag. <laughs> 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 but you got a degree in, you got a discreet a degree in uh, street smarts. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, so I've come into this gym thinking, oh my God, look at these guys, man. These guys are all these guys will look at personal training as a career. And at that point, I wasn't really looking at it as a career. I was kind of looking at it as a job. But when I came and started working with you guys, I stepped my level up. And when I've told people in my podcast before, where I've had people that I looked up to training-wise and I was working with better coaches with me, Graham was the main guy with that. He's no doubt the, the smartest, the smart, you know, he's definitely one of the best SNC coaches in Australia, but not everyone knows it yet. But they, but they're gonna know. <laughs> they're gonna know it. What? Yeah, I've probably got the, I've probably got the smallest following out of all your guests so far. You know, I've got a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've but. got like a small I've got a small niche of like just men that play sports. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whenever you shout me out, I get I double my female following. You know, I go from, like, <laughs> I go from five to ten people. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You might have the least following, but you're no doubt the smartest person that's jumped on it. <laughs> But um, what, what was it like working in Jewel Street as a personal trainer, right? As well as doing full-time SNC for a rugby league team. I was doing part-time SNC, yeah. But, wow. um, you know, I was always doing the PT stuff just to like, because my, my, got, my dream was always to do like um, full-time SNC stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of, I always saw, saw just the PT thing as a thing on the side until I got to where I, I went. But over the years, I've kind of just realized it's like, it's kind of good to have that freedom and now I can, I don't see it like that anymore. You know, yeah, I had that, yeah. I had that, I do my, my private stuff in the gym there. I yeah. have my athletes on the side. I'm much more, I can go on a holiday now. Before yeah. I was just, I was, you know, I was burning both, both ends of the candle, man. I was just chronically always tired and stuff. Yeah. So I, I still want to get back into it down the line, but I'm, I'm yeah. kind of enjoying the, the freedom at the moment for sure. Yeah. It's, um, like, it's a lot of commitment, right? I mean, working, well, even when I was playing a sport or whatever, that's a lot of commitment for me. But you as one of the SNC coaches, because SNC, I think, plays a quite a high role, in, or I guess in every sport, but in rugby in Australia, it's crazy, right? Rug in rugby, AFL. Cause like yes. all, all the admin that you have to do, you pretty much collect all athletes' data when you're working with them. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So like the role I had was my guys are reserve grade NRL, so they still had they still were semi professional, right? So they still had a job yeah. and stuff. But um, I guess at a big time club, you have um, a head of performance or a high performance manager. Then you have a strength and conditioning coach. Then you had a rehab guy. Then you might have a conditioning guy. You know, you might have a speed guy. I just I was just all of those guys. You know, the one yeah. below you just do, you do everything. So yeah. you know, at the top level, you get a lot of specialists. Um, whereas you know. It's really important that you, you're a generalist and you have the ability to, to, I guess, know every single ins and outs of, of those different things so that you can manage everything together. So that's one thing that I got to learn. So years, bro. So um, right programs, I can do the strength stuff, I can do the power stuff, I can do the speed stuff, the agility stuff, the yeah. conditioning, I can do the rehab, you know? Um, yeah. And then, you know, you're doing all the recovery, um, yeah. wellness, How's everyone feeling? So you learn to do it all. So which is, it's pretty interesting stuff. What I know, I know you're very good at all of the things that you've mentioned. What would you say is your strongest point when it comes to coaching an athlete? Because you said you did a rehab, you did a program, all of this. If you had to pick one of them, 
as a specialist and if you're a really big club with a load of money and they said graham you're in charge of one of these options which one would you pick uh probably i'll probably enjoy the speed strength and power aspect i mean that's yeah. what i did at uni as well that's what i was yeah. always interested in but i think i'm good at like assessing like what what transfers to the field what you need to, i can break down what someone's weaknesses are what their strengths yeah. are um, what's stopping them from going forward and, and how do we, I guess, critique yeah. um, and go forward in, to, so you can enhance your performance. Yeah, did, probably, did, yeah. You know when you I went think from... I, I think I connect to the athletes as well. I think I can like, meet them. On different athletes, I can meet them on their level, you know? I, tr I train like lawyers, CEOs in, yeah. in, in, in the city, but then I can, you know, I'm, I just grew up on a dairy farm, brother. So, you know, yeah. and I've lived in London, so... I yeah. can talk country if you want, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could <laughs> I could talk about milk and cows, you know. Um, yeah. I could talk about anything. <laughs> yeah, good. But you know what I was saying? I was thinking like to be able to, I think, to be like a successful strength and conditioning coach, when I was playing football, anyone that was involved in the changing room, in the team, they had to have like thick skin in the, in the sense that you, you have to be able to take banter from the players because it's always going to happen in the changing room, right? Yeah, bro. Do you see like some strength and conditioning coaches crumble from that sort of pressure? Yeah, Have you ever seen you've it? got to be careful as well because if guys realise that you're weak, then you're done. It's hard to hard to gain that respect back. Yeah, but you also don't want to be that asshole either. Like you don't want to be that. Oh, look at this guy. He's just like he thinks he's a tough trainer. Yeah. Um, so you, you need to know when to push it, when not to push it, ease off. Yeah. Um, but when to stand your ground as well. Yeah. Um, you just got to, you got to get guys in a day is like anything. You just got to get people's respect, you know? Yeah. Um, I think hundred percent, you were definitely good at that because you were good at that in the gym and I've seen you work with athletes and you level really well with people, don't you? And you, you, you actually build like a connection because being a good coach, you have to have a good connection with your clients as well as like your athletes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is I'm doing more, I'm now doing more consultation, more private stuff. So I'm working with a lot of um, combat athletes now and um, I do a lot of um, online stuff for rugby guys. I've got guys in Ireland, uh, UK, Australia, Canada. But the best, the beauty about doing private consultations is that everybody wants to work with you. They pay you to work with you. So it's, it's, for me, my job now is so much easier because people are, but whereas when you're at a club, you know, people don't, people think, oh yeah, uh, they're a professional player. They just must want to train. No, they want to play the game. So you'll get 25% of the guys that just hate, hate the training process. Yeah, you know, we get twenty five percent of people just love being in the gym and pumping stuff out, and yeah. the other fifty percent will be like, uh, "Yeah, they enjoy it, but you know." So yeah. it's you got to, it's a lot more difficult because you've got to try and get that buy in from a collective different group of athletes. Yeah, um, you, and you got to know when who to push, who not to push. Yeah, um, you know what I mean. So you've yeah. got to, yeah, it's the people skills, right? Yeah, exactly. You know? do, do you find do you find that you know the guys that that hate the training side of things and that want to play? I've always found that in football, they've always kind of been the more talented players compared to Sometimes, the ones yeah. with the work rate. And I feel like the ones, like me, when I, when I played, I wasn't the most talented player, but I feel like I had a good work rate, so I kind of balanced mm -hmm. out. But then there was players that never stressed about SNC, never stressed about running, yeah. but they, they loved the game so much and had zero care about any of that stuff. Their performance was always like through the roof. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, to a degree. But how many guys do you look? How many guys do you look back on now and go, "Oh, that guy was the man, but he never made it." You know, that is a, that is a very <laughs> fair point. And, and you know what? I mean, um, 
you watch something like The Last Stand. I'm sure you're watching it. You know? Oh, mate, it's unbelievable. And you, and you look at what someone like Jordan, I mean, and his attitude towards it, you know, he was the best athlete. He was unbelievable, yeah. but he had that mindset, you know? Yeah. Um, so I mean, I, there's always those guys that have that potential and they do make it, but a lot of guys that did have that potential don't make it. And, okay. um, you know, you see that everywhere, you know? It's a bit of a shame. So Yeah, I guess after a certain... When, I think as a kid, I used to see a lot of those players, like younger, but then when it gets a little bit more physical, and because now when you look at sport in general, especially rugby, I mean, it's very physical, right? So you need to be able to be on yeah. top of your strength and conditioning and your gym work. If, for example, I don't know what a rugby schedule is like, but when you had, what would the split be with like a rugby athlete? Would it be like weights then on the field or would it be gym day and then field day or... Yeah, no, you're always going to have like a mixed. You always yeah. want to do, you know, guys will come in, you do all your prehab and all that, then you're going to do field work. Yeah. Um, and then depending on what day it is, you might be doing your speed or it could be an agility day. It yeah. depends. But you always want to do your field work first before okay. for, before gym. Because you don't want to be doing any, Why is that? You don't, want to be, because you don't want to be doing any heavy squats or hamstring work and then run out in the field in a pre-fatigue. You've already damaged your muscle fibers. Then you go sprint, you know? Okay. Um, the, poten the potential for injury is a lot higher. Um, okay. So, I mean, you can, do, you can do some upper body work before, but typically, like, you do your prehab stuff, go on the field, do your explosive stuff, um, yep. do your team stuff. The team's, end of the day, man, team stuff and a technical um, aspect, the skills yeah. um, is the most important. You know, you can be the best athlete, but if you can't, if you're a soccer player or football, yeah. sorry, football, <laughs> yeah. and, you got, and you got no skills, it don't matter, you know? That's um, right, yeah. I mean, you look, saw Usain Bolt go and play uh, football, you know? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's yeah. About the best athlete in the world, but he didn't have um, soccer-specific skills, you know? Yeah. Um, it's With, still good, but... Yeah, yeah it's still know. good, but it's not, it's not good enough if you don't have the skills, obviously. You, yeah, you've got you to gotta get good at your sport. That's the most uh, main thing. And then normally after your field stuff, that's when you do some weight stuff. Okay. And typically, pre-season, you might do a split between it might be a lower body day and upper body day, and yeah. you might do that for, you know a total of four gym sessions a week. In yeah. season, with rugby league, you're probably honestly only getting two weight sessions in a week because guys are just broken. Just, so yeah. in season, it's all about recovery. recovery so you might, recovery. Do a, you might do a full body strength day um, earlier in the week. I mean, uh, the back end of a week might be more of a, a full body power session, um, yeah. upper body strength. It's, we're trying to reduce that, um, any soreness for the legs. So you freshen up and you're, Basically, okay. you're, you're, you're ready, you get high readiness before you play a game. So would that be for injury prevention or maintaining muscle or like both? Both. Both, so okay. You, yeah, you, yeah. You want to, you know, you still want to keep, you still want to keep strong. Yeah. that's going to, um, I mean, in a day, one of the benef main benefits of strength training is that it's, um, it reduces injuries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's the okay. main, I think that's the main thing is like, you know, yeah. it strengthens You've got structural changes and then you have uh, neuromuscular changes. And when we look at structural changes, we're looking at things like um, bone density, leg ligament strength, tendons, um, strengthening fibers. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're having all these changes that are going to make you more resilient and robust to injury. Okay. Um, and then, and then, you've, then you've got other things like um, neuromuscular factors where you're speeding up the, the firing rate of the muscle. Um, you 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 have the ability to um, learn how to use motor more motor units, which means you now have access to more um, strength, and then you got to try and transfer that across to your specific sport. Okay, all yeah. right. When um, I remember, yeah. I remember when you were training me. Yeah. You, you you made me do 
trap bar deadlifts, deadlifts, RDLs, all before preseason, all, all during uh, before preseason, where you were kind of mm. prepping me for preseason. And as soon as I started doing more field work, you told me to lay off my hamstrings because you didn't want me to load my hamstrings too much. Is that right? No, you can still do hamstrings. You, you still you still need to do hamstring work. It's just yeah. where you put it within your program. You know, okay. you don't go, you don't do any crazy hamstring work and then go sprint on the field. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you got a high risk of injury there. So cool. it's about yeah. Once it comes in more of that um, preseason, you're probably it's always trying to manage it so that um, it's not going to affect your running on the field. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you still yeah. want to keep your hamstrings strong, man, because like um. Hamstring injury is multifactorial. Um, okay. There's a lot of different things that come to, to place. One of them is eccentric strength and isometric strength of the hamstrings. There's yeah. a massive argument now about that, but uh, you still need to keep them strong, but you're going to do it probably with less volume and you're going to plan it accordingly around high speed running. Okay. okay. And if, um, yeah, or you can just do it after, the, after your field session, you can do some heavy hamstring work or something. So if, if, if I was to, for example, me doing field work, right? You were saying you yeah. won't do it on the same day. Is the load that I put, if I was you can, to, you can still, you do it after the field, after the so, field, because if, yeah. if on the field, I was yeah. going 150% with my sprints, that's actually yeah. a lot of load on my hamstrings, right? Bro, sprinting uh, activates and trains the hamstrings more than anything. And, and I, I don't think enough people know this. Okay. Um, uh, can you say that? There's studies out there that show that. Yeah. There's, no, there's studies out there that they activate the hamstring more than anything else. Oh, okay. I was saying, was sorry, I did, just the connection went for a sec. I was saying, yeah, the, yeah. yeah the hamstring, um, when you're sprinting, the load is mm. ridiculously high. So yeah, that's the main reason you got, you do the field work first, correct? Yes, bro. Well, it, yeah. But the main thing is if you go damage, because weight training is basically, you're creating damage. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what you're doing. You're damaging fibers. Muscle fibers grow, and things. To make them grow. Yeah. 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 So if you do that before you go do sprinting, it, it doesn't make sense. Um, so you always want to do your strength work after your field work. Unless you're doing upper body stuff or something like that, it doesn't interfere with your running. Okay. Yeah. What about for general population? Because at the moment, sure. since, since, since the gyms have closed, right? People are going crazy yeah. with running, especially. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I did a few posts with um, people that are really overweight people that with knee issues, glute, uh, weak glutes and all that like to manage their running better. And I'm yeah. seeing a lot of people doing, cr going from couch to 5K, then doing crazy high intensity work at home and not really managing load. And th yeah. that, is, that is putting themselves at a higher risk of injury, right? If they're not- Yeah, they're, they're a physio's dream. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and this is honest truth. Like um, a lot of people aren't strong enough to run initially. Right. But, Okay, some people just don't. If you, you watch them run and it looks like a car crash, bro, knees collapse, yeah. they're, they're striking in front of, in front of their center of mass, and yeah. you're just looking at it and you're like, it's, it's, it's like having a banged up car, yeah. like a piece of, piece of crap Volvo, and <laughs> yeah. you're, trying to, you're trying to go across the nullable plane without a service. You're going to wear things out. Um, yeah. So you probably need a basic level of strength and um, just be, be careful with your volume to start with, you know, just be smart yeah. about it. Okay. Okay. If I haven't done any running today, I'm not going to go do a 10 K run. I'm going to build it up. Maybe this week we're going to try and hit this number. 
Um, yeah. The following week, we're going to increase that by, say, 15%. The following yeah. week, we're going to increase that by 15% again. Yeah. Uh, because we know that huge spikes in load quite often, even if you have good technique, can still create injury, you know? Yeah, because um, I feel like want a lot of people, especially the ones that start running initially, a general population that are intimidated to go to the gym, they don't have experience with resistance training, they think running is like an entry, whereas they're actually doing the wrong thing, right? They should have a, a, a base of some level of strength training in the gym and then put it across to running. It will actually be way more beneficial for them. Is that right? Yeah, it's, it's, always, it's always case dependent because some people aren't very strong and they still have a, a, a good ability to run. So it's not like this is what you do. But if you don't have a very good running technique yeah. and you're pulling up sore, you might need some basic strength before you go do that. Okay. Um, whereas some people, some people don't need that. But what, yeah, what we're saying is, if, if, uh, the other thing is, is like initially, you know, when people just get tired, they just, everything falls out the window. Yes. And that's when it gets, that's when it looks bad. So maybe go for the jog and when you feel like your technique's like turning rubbish, start walking, freshen up yeah. a little bit and then yeah. do it again. Just so you, you, you manage your stress that way. Yeah. Um, because when, just, even with athletes, when, when they're really fatigued on the pitch and, exhausted that is when most injuries occur right yeah bro back in games and when guys are inefficient and tired that's when a lot of injuries occur yeah okay so for general population they need to with their progressive overload take it really easy with their running yeah well yeah, no, yeah just just be smart use common sense bro um that's the main thing you know yeah. and with because <laughs> When, when they are running, I'm bringing this up because like so many people have like, <laughs> they've got so many injuries and everyone's in isolation. They can't even see physiotherapists. And yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. everyone's messaging me about, Darren, my knee's hurting. What do I need mm. to do for my knee? And I've always said, losing weight is probably the best thing. Am I right or am I wrong? If yeah, losing weight's going to, losing weight's definitely going to help because you're putting less strain on the body. Yeah. Um, but the thing, the thing is, the people get caught up is that, you know, when someone sets a goal, they just want to go crazy towards it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just being smart, and you know, you know, you know, you you probably had a lot of nutrition guys here, and that you don't just cut your calories by a thousand calories. Yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah. You don't go, you don't just go crazy. You know, yeah. someone said he normally wins the race. Um, so just just be smart with your volume. It doesn't have to be running every day. You can you can do some, you know. Um, yeah. And you can, you can do some conditioning that way. You can go get a bicycle, throw a bicycle around. Um, you know, there's all sorts of different things you can do. Yeah. I, think, I think for most people, uh, for me, for general population, the main thing is, is find something they enjoy. Yes, you know? exactly. And that's one of the things I've it's always... It's 100%. You mean, you know, I mean, like, how much do you miss, miss your BJJ? Like, I'm missing hitting pads, you know? When I'm hitting pads, I don't care about how tired I am. Like, yeah, exactly. I, just enjoy, I enjoy doing it, you know? Yeah. The skill set. Uh, the skill set is... It just keeps yeah, you going. That's the same as other people. Some people like go hitting a golf ball. Yeah. But you know how much you know how much you walked doing hitting playing golf? Do you know what? Like, I'd, I've never I've never I don't, I don't actually know. I've never played golf. Do you do a lot of walking? I don't know. Yeah, do you some walking, bro. Yeah, yeah. Really? I've seen steps from my clients. It's crazy. What about crazy. what about but you're drinking at the same time, no? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> that's when it gets dangerous start, yeah, start crashing uh, golf buggies so, and stuff yeah with, <laughs> with, with people that are stuck at home right I've, they've always the main issue is at the moment they can't buy equipment here everything's sold mm. out they can't get to the gym and they struggle with progressive overload with the bands they have dumbbells mm. whatever 
what would you say to general population? How, what is the best way they can progressively overload? Is it the volume? Is it frequency? Is it uh, isometric holds, eccentric? Yeah. Whatever? Yeah, I mean, you're gonna try and, first of all, do you have good technique? Because brother, I'm, I'm going outside and I'm seeing some of these boot camps and that, it is yeah. shocking. Like, where, where, do, where do these trainers come from? Like, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, like, first of all, do you have good technique? Um, that's the first thing I worry about is like, mm. Um, if you have good technique, that's the first thing I'll be working on. Then from there, I'm looking at how, how do I load that? Can I, if I've got no weights in that, can I put a backpack and can I load it up with some some books yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Um, then I start playing around maybe with some, um, do a lot more unilateral exercises. Because if you do some unilateral stuff, you probably yeah. don't find it easier to overload it. Okay, so yeah. rather than, so maybe in the gym before you were doing your squats, now you might do some like some of your single leg stuff first. Yeah. And then do your squats at the end. You know? Okay, yeah. Because, because you're already tired. And you can start playing things with tempo. So maybe yeah. you're gonna go three three seconds down, one second pause. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I think with know? the with with form and technique, so many people rush with form and technique. And like with with the skills that you require, the motor skills, whatever, for people that have never done a sport and have literally gone from not training at all to doing a squat, and how complex would you say yeah, a squat hard. is? for say someone yeah. that's never exercised because there's a lot it's of very movement, hard but, right? but even even in like like elite clubs sporting clubs you see some terrible technique yeah you know? yeah you know do you remember um, that video people... the real madrid video remember the real madrid video right. footballers doing squats on swiss balls or something do you remember oh, yeah. that well, most of the balls and stuff is yeah man it's but some of that football stuff you, you find in europe is just like ridiculous well, you know it's yeah, ridiculous. yeah it's ridiculous yeah, yeah. but it's they're freak players and they get away with it but yeah it's just they kind of got that cultural i guess oh, i don't know i don't know what it is yeah, people yeah. don't know better they sometimes. don't you know, even at the top people don't know better sometimes you know yeah they don't you see go on sorry i think slowly on. i think slowly it's improving i think people are starting to see the benefits and yeah smart training yeah what um you know in the gym like in the gyms you get there's always that one crazy guy. There's always that one crazy trainer or the crazy person that's doing this bullshit, balancing on one foot on a BOSU <laughs> ball with doing a dumbbell wood chopper. What? And the usual answer to that is I'm, I'm working my core more, right? Yeah. What is the best way to work your core? Not doing it, that. Not doing that, right? <laughs> no. right. what does that do what does that, that does doesn't that just help them with their balance like uh, yeah from look from from my recollection of the research like you st if you want to stand on a, a, like a bosu ball or a balance ball and all that it's very task specific you'll get better at balancing on a swiss ball yeah it doesn't make you get better at balancing on a, a hard surface of like the earth or the yeah. ground yeah okay. it doesn't doesn't carry over like that Okay. okay yeah. um, and then the main thing it does do, it takes away a lot of your overload. Okay. okay. So you, you can't really load that exercise anymore. Whereas yeah. if you do do all that core stuff like you, on the ground, you yeah. can create a lot more overload. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What about when you're, when you're pressing overhead, right? Yeah. Uh, military presses, push presses. How, like someone like Sonny Webster, for example, you look at his abs, right? They're ridiculous. His abs are like thick blocks. And is that from having intensity over your head so much? Does that work your core that much? Can you hear me? Uh, shoulder presses and that? 
Yeah, like yeah, sorry, you, you went to Kaya for a second. Having yeah, yeah. load over your head, basically. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to work certain muscles as core, but people have got to understand that your core is just not these, like your six-pack muscles. It's a lot more complex than that, you know? Yeah. You're looking at, you know, you've got your inner core, you've got your TVA, you've got your um, um, transversus, oh, so this is TVA, sorry. Um, yeah. Then you've got your rectus abdominis, and then you've got your pelvic floor, then you've got your multifidus at the back, you've got your erectus, you've got your obliques, internal, external. Um, yeah. I, I classify your glutes as part of your core, really. If yeah. you want to go deep into it, you say your lats are your core as well, because your lats insert into your lumbar spine. So it's it's a lot more complex than just, just trying to six pack muscles. But yeah, any kind of complex uh, exercise like um, yeah. overhead press, chin ups, squats, deadlifts, yeah. um, they're all going to have because they've got a high element of axial loading. Yeah, um, they're all going to have um, you know some good carryover to your core, but you probably want to add a little bit more on top of that. Yeah, because you know I mean? when there's when there's like, everyone wants abs, right? And obviously, if you're not lean enough, they're not going to be on show. But mm, I you know. get you go, <laughs> you know. I've got mad six pack. <laughs> yeah, but when you <laughs> exactly exactly same here same here. <laughs> when when people are doing a million crunches a day, all of that stuff, yeah. is that actually strengthening their abdominal muscles? Listen, when, when, the problem is you're getting a lot of strength endurance there, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's probably, doing that every day is probably is not the way forward. You know, mm. you, can do some, you can do some stuff in that lower rep range, you know? Yep. Um, I, think, I think a lot of people do that more 10 to 15 rep range, 10 to. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know what I mean? You know, you've got, you got your anti-rotation exercises, you've got your, yep. um, you know, uh, anti-extension, yeah. all those top ones so what you could do is, is each week finish off maybe with one of those um exercises yeah. and then maybe you can put a higher rep uh, one on the six pack okay for afterwards do you know what i mean okay. yeah, yeah i get, mix. It. I get, it. I get yeah. it when um now with okay so you you train a lot of athletes and obviously the training is very specific right to their sport yeah. a lot of it is but it is but there's a lot of principles the same yeah exactly the principle is the same when it comes to general population, I've always had the issue that people always love variety and they want to change. They always want to change programming. And I always say, listen, you don't actually have to change your programming that much to get good results. When you change from training an athlete to general population, how much does the specificity, is that a word? Specificity. That's the one. Yeah, how much yeah. does it change? Okay, so when I look at sports, um, there's a continuum of general exercises to highly specific exercises. Okay. okay. So, and I'm going to be looking across that whole continuum, you know? Okay. You know, sprinting is highly specific to a team-based running sport. Um, okay. You know, um, squat is a more general exercise. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to have some more, you know, plyometrics, your jumps are going to be a bit more specific than your squats. Yeah. Um, so you're going to have a lot of, filling a lot of those gaps. But when you look at more general pop stuff, you're basically just doing a lot more general exercises, you know? Um, yeah. Doing a lot of basic um, progressions in your, you know, your squat, your hinge, your, you need, um, your push pull, um, yeah. your core exercises, and basically you're just progressing through mm. complexity of those things. Because a lot of people can't even do a basic goblet squat to start, you know. Yeah. That's so right. you know, you're not just going to chuck a bar on their back and do back squats. You're going to start. A lot of people you might regress from the start. Some people can't do push-ups, so I'm not yeah. going to bench press them so they can do a push-up. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot more basic. Yeah, and then the big the big thing is is like trying to build some work capacity into into general pop. 
Okay, yeah. Because you know, if you can get, if you can build, uh, increase aerobic um, capacity. Yeah. Uh, the, the most important muscle in the body is the heart, brother. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Heart, you know, so, heart health. Heart health. So it's important to have a, like an element of conditioning in your program as well. And then yeah. with a lot of your general pop stuff, as you know, we probably do. You can still add a lot of that strengthening stuff, but do it in a way that's still going to challenge the cardiovascular system. Okay. Um, yeah. Whereas with athletes, I'm probably not doing it like that. I'm doing yeah. specific things with yeah. my athletes. I'm doing exercises, to make them feel good. I'm doing yeah. exercises that are going to make them more explosive and powerful. I'm doing exercises. Exercises that are going to uh, basically stop prevent them from getting injured in uh, okay. areas that are highly likely to get injured. Yeah. So if it's rugby, I'll be looking at things like hamstring uh, adductors, um, yeah. neck health. Stop trying to. Pre- prevent the likelihood of knockouts. Yeah. So you, 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 with general pop, you cut all those things out. You don't have to worry about the, the speed of yeah. um, the jumps or anything like that. You don't have to worry about the, those injury prevention things. You're just mainly trying to get, it's a lot more general in nature. It's yeah. building, um, I guess, technical efficiency around um, basic exercises and then just yeah. increasing that load over time and getting more overload. Yeah. And then just, yeah, a lot of work capacity stuff. Because what people don't realize is everyone, okay, everyone wants to be like, when they do weights, you, you get this common thing where, especially my female clients, I used to get so much in Australia. They're in, I love doing the weights, and, but I want to work my cardio. But what you don't realize is when you're doing resistance training, especially when you're doing high volume and a decent load, yeah. you're working your cardio system quite a bit, no? Yeah. You can, no, you're, still, you're still doing it. You're still working it out. Obviously not as much as if you're doing actual cardio work. Yeah. But you gotta, people need to understand that um, I think a major thing people do wrong is that they try and create, um, they put strength exercises and they're trying to make them into conditioning. Mm. Whereas, you know, do your strength exercises, they'll make you A, get stronger, yeah. um, B, look better. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay? And then yeah. do your conditioning exercises to, you know, work on your, um, your heart health and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then get control of your calories. Yeah. And, so that you know you have your calorie balance in order, so that you can lose um, the body fat that you're after. Yeah, so there's different things, and it's just about. And for general pop, mate, you might only have like two. You might have two to three strength things. You might finish with some conditioning at the end of that workout. Yeah, um, you know yeah. what I mean. So yeah, a good thing for a general pop, say a general pop client, would be something like do uh, a full body split two to three days a week. Yeah, um, where half an hour of that is probably just on on, on basic movements, and you're trying to get better at that. Yeah. And then you might have 15 minutes of um, some conditioning at the end yeah. um, in, a, in a safe way, yeah. not doing, you know, 50 um, uh, box jumps and then yeah. jumping off the box, which takes the purpose of the whole box jump out <laughs> in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And, and doing things like kettlebell swings when you don't even know how to hinge properly. Yes. Um, you, you, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. people are taking exercises they're not ready for and trying to do it in a high rep fashion. It's just, yeah, yeah it's just, you know, um, so just choosing those, those, you can push in a sledge, you're not going to get hurt. Using some battle ropes, you're probably not going to get hurt. Exactly, um, yeah. Pushing some high-intensity stuff on, on a bike, you're not going to get hurt. Yeah. And then on those other days in between, get your knee up, bro. Get your steps in. Yeah, um, there you go, exactly. You know, get outside, enjoy it. You know, yeah. get, your, get you some work capacity up that way, you know? Yeah. When, um, what? because there's going to be a lot of personal trainers that are going to be listening to this, right? And they'll be jumping onto yeah. your page for sure. 
a lot of personal trainers, when they get new clients, right, in the gym, there's always that element of, oh, I need to wow this person. So they sign mm. up, right? And yeah. sometimes it goes like very wrong. They, they don't, they get too excited. They try to wow them, they get injured and whatever. And sometimes yeah. a lot of personal trainers, they, they can't even teach how to squat someone, how to, how, to, how to teach someone how to apply a squat. What would you say to a personal trainer that's listening now if you gave them like four or five steps to progress to a back squat for someone that's never trained before, what exercises would you say, or how would you periodize that to them? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, um, as you were saying before, like the, the most important thing to do is just find out what your um, current new clients actually been doing. Okay. Um, that's where people go wrong. They think that they can go do something when they don't have the ability to do it. So you yeah. have to sit down with them and find out where they're currently sitting at, what they've been doing. Yeah. But um, if someone can't squat before, uh, you're probably going to start out with basic body weight squat to box. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to put that box there to make it a little bit easier, put a constraint there so they can sit back, learn to sit back. Um, then you might progress it to, you know, um, a, a, like a goblet squat. Yeah. Um, and then over time, you just keep getting heavy. You can milk that for probably three, four weeks and get that heavy up. Because, man, yeah. I'll tell you right now, um, doing heavy goblet squats is hard. Yeah, even for my strong two kettlebell goblet squats, man. Yeah, you have two, if you have, if you have two thirty kilogram kettlebells, that's not easy, bro. It's not easy. That's right. That's <laughs> you know, even easy. for you know, um, I actually prefer to teach front squats before back squats if I can. That's what I do um, as well. Yeah, if I can, because uh, it puts the mass in front of the. Uh, <clears throat> A lot of people, uh, this is might be a little bit controversial, but a lot of people just can't back squat properly in, in what I want general pop to do. Yeah. I know they'll try and, for me, this is, see, as I was saying, some people might find it's controversial, but yeah. I don't think doing like low bar back squats for your general pop clients that, that smart. Yeah, but um, what, exa- what does it, I mean, because a lot yeah. of people get excited and I don't, I don't get the point. Like, I've always done a normal squat, right? You trained me. Mm. And my back squat went up to like 150 kg for one rep max, yeah. right? And yeah. like everyone was, uh, you had like Angus and stuff in the gym who loves all that stuff, low bar squats, mm. whatever. And you see a lot of people apply it, especially it's, it's weightlifting, right? It's, it's, it's the weightlifters that do that. Well, yeah, you got to understand that um, in things like powerlifting, things like that, yeah. it's not about uh, accessing, um, you know, the muscles in the correct way. It's just about how much load you can move. Yeah. And to do that, and to do that, you're going to create positions where you're just trying to get the load up. And yeah. for a lot of for a lot of general pop clients that sit behind a desk all day, that's probably not what they're kind of after. Yeah. So I, I try and teach a bit of a better position with their, um, I guess, their rib cage positioning, their pelvis positioning. Yeah. Uh, I try and milk that, and then do more high bar back squats. Um, but I, if I can, I'll do um, some front squats first. I really like the Zercher squat, bro, as well. Um, you made if me you do can, that. It, yeah, but I really yeah. like it because it, it creates, it, it puts people in really good um, uh, positions to um, yeah. to do to do the movement properly. And yeah. and most people need a squat. Most people to be in a good position. A lot of me, their uh, heels raised. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of people. Um, and is and is yeah, there otherwise, is there anything wrong with that? But so for example, my ankle no, mobility isn't great. If what, what's what's going to be more beneficial for me to get the squat out of the way by raising my heels, or is my ankle mobility that important on a day to day basis? Like, well, in the day, if if you just got a general pop client, they don't really care. You just got, you want to put them in positions that they're successful. 
Yeah. So definitely raise their heels up, in my opinion, like 100%. Yeah. Um, if they can squat now with a better position, better um, pelvic position, better ribcage position, that means if those positions are in the right spot, that means you're going to train the muscles that you're trying to specifically target. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, look on, look on Instagram and all that, and not just chicks, everyone in general, but like yeah. they're just like jammed up through the chest, the ribcage is flaring. Yeah. Um, they're pushing our ass out. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you think you've got to get big ass, but you don't. Yeah. All, you, all you're doing is jammed in anterior tool. And, you, <laughs> and your, low, your low back hates you. Like, yeah. hates you. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, isn't, so isn't, is that, is that when there's most load on your lower back? Well, it's just that you're jamming up your fast, because you're creating that, because um, um, you're jamming yourself into the that tilting forward. You're, tilt. ex you're extending everything through, right? Through yeah. your chest, right? Yeah. So... Um, it's got to put a lot of um, stress more on the posterior aspects of the spine. Because I think, um, and, and 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 some people, a lot of people, will be fine with it. But like, yeah, you know, some people that they're going to have pain, and you go, okay, you have a look at their technique, and you go, yeah, that's probably why you have pain. But uh, everyone's different, you know. That's why it's really hard when you look at research and all that. Everyone's different. Some people can do something wrong, yeah, like, and they get away with it yeah. forever. They're yeah. fine, but then some people don't have the capacity to do that. Like they yeah. do something a little bit off. And they're yeah. hurt, yeah. You know? So if if um, because you know I was talking to uh one of my Nick about this, one of my boys. Yeah. He's an SNC coach as well, and we were talking about research. I know, right? I know Nick. I know yeah, Nick. you know Nick. Yeah, like research studies and all of that stuff. Yeah. Usually, when people do studies, right? How many people are involved in a study? Like, depends, I guess, right? Yeah, it, it depends. Yeah, but yeah. isn't isn't each individual? so fucking different to one another yeah. like for example if you got me to do a study say i don't know back squat for eight weeks or whatever and then you got one of my boys say zane jamaican genetics an absolute yeah. freak to do the same thing i know for a fact he's his results are going to be way more superior than mine i just know it right yeah yeah doesn't doing studies with like so many different sort of individuals, isn't that like how accurate does it actually get? Do you know? Yeah, what I mean, I mean the main, one thing you got to do if, if people ever look at research, they always take it as gospel. That most people just read the abstract and they go straight to the um, discussion. Yeah. They don't even look at the population. Okay. Um, yeah. A lot. Of, a lot of research. You know, you got to look at where that population is. Yeah. Um, and then you just essentially all you're trying to do, man, is find patterns. And yeah. if you find enough of these little points over time, you can create a, bit, a bigger picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, like sometimes you, you look at it and you're like, oh, this methodology is a bit off here. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like you'll see people say, oh, yeah, this squatting made people sprint so much faster. I mean, you look at the their, their amount, amount they can squat, they can squat 100 kilos. Yeah. So yeah, they're weak as shit. Um, so. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, of yeah. course, squatting is going to make them quicker. Yeah. But you go get a high-end athlete and you make him squat more, you yeah. might make him slower. And there's plenty of athletes that have become slower. Right. Um, because, because people uh, fail to, to think about the negative adaptations that happen as well. Because yeah. you can have negative adaptations to strength training as well. If you're a yeah. high-speed athlete, you might lift too heavy. Um, you might put too much muscle mass on. It might slow you down. You know okay. how much better are you? How much better are you at soccer when you're uh, weighing 85 kilos compared to 90 kilos? Oh my god! More. I was talking you know? to this. My my conditioning, yeah. 
went up mm. so much. My fitness yeah. went up so much. I was way then, quicker. Like, yeah, and heavy strength. Sometimes it can, um, can actually uh, convert your fibers from type 2X to, to type 2A, which is a slower firing rate. So, you know, um, you got to know when, to, when to, what athletes need and when they don't need it. Okay, yeah. they might need more, more velocity-based uh, training, you know, yeah. more speed-related stuff. So, Because, yeah. for example, um, you've got Cristiano Ronaldo, right? One of the best athletes yeah. in the world, one of the best footballers in the world. He's yeah. an absolute weapon, right? And you go and try and change that guy's programming to be able to squat heavier. I mean, it's a bit of a risk, right? Trying to get that guy. Bro, you know, you know what you do? What? You just, just like stay out of his way, bro. You just make sure that guy doesn't get injured. That's, <laughs> That's it, do. right? That's it, yeah. You know, Exactly. Just the same, man. Just, yeah. Just make sure he doesn't get injured. You know? yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got an easy job with him. You turn the as a machine. <laughs> Just yeah, make sure yeah. you don't fuck him up. Yeah, 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 yeah. With um, oh, bit of a connection problem. My bad. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. I think it's coming back. Sorry, cut there out again. Go. There you go. That's right. back, back. Yeah, yeah, back. yeah. You're good. When it when it comes to um, how when it, how different is training when you're training someone, general pop or athlete, training someone from strength training to power. How much different is it? How different is it? Um. Yeah. It's just. It's, I mean, is it related? Is it related? Like, is it linked in? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely related. It depends how you look at it. Like, um, there's a lot of different aspects of uh, of power and speed. Like, end of the day, a power, true power, is a um, it's a result of force by velocity, right? Yeah. So an aspect of force and there's an aspect of velocity. Yeah. So your, your power stuff typically would be lighter than your your, your strength stuff. Yeah. And you're trying to do it with more speed, and then you having you got a spectrum of um, different speeds. So you, got, you might have sprinting, I mean, you might have plyometrics down a bit lower, yeah. then you're gonna have your explosive jumps. And if you do power lifting, oh, sorry, lipid lifting derivative, derivatives, that might be there. But then okay. you, below that, you might have some, you can start using some band related stuff. You can start measuring power output using some, yeah. um, some equipment to measure yeah. that power. But um, if, yeah, I mean, you, you probably need, you need a good base of strength for a long time. Yeah. I feel. He, but some uh, people don't need that. But, uh, on the flip side of that, some people are extremely elastic and then they don't need that. They just, you know, yeah. they don't need as much weights. So yeah. you look at, we always say like in athletes, you're looking at, you know, bulldogs versus greyhounds. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You know, that bulldog's going to probably need more weights. Whereas that greyhound needs a more, more um, a lot more plyometric type sprint, sprint speed stuff because they utilize a lot more of their um, tendons, um, yeah. their fascia. Yeah. What? You can see that you can see, you see that with different athletes. Yeah, you know? yeah. What what would you say? Um, I told a couple of the boys I, I had you on, like Nick and my friend Ali. They got to be excited. I was like, if you got any questions for Graham, let me know. <laughs> Nick Nick's got Nick's question. He was talking about what's what's his take on plyometrics for general population, training general uh, pop with plyometrics. Uh, well, it depends. It, it, um, probably majority of them no, no point. No problem. Um, okay, yeah. For majority of them, but yeah. if they if they play a sport on the weekend and they want to uh, increase the performance in a, in a sport, I might add some in. Okay, um, yeah. You know what I mean? But if yeah. they if they if they're not if they're not performing a sport 
and they're they're weak. I'm gonna I'm gonna always have a look at what what is, what does this person need? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where are they currently sitting? Yeah. Um, and then I'll make that um, I'll make a case for it from there. But like, mm. I mean, if if it, if they're not playing sports or anything like that, I probably won't put it in. But yeah. but then again, you might do some basic box jump or something like that. You know. Yeah. Because uh, even even running running is like it's pi it's, it's plyometrics, right? Yeah, running and and I, I do a lot of for my athletes I do a lot of basic basic extensive hops. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I do I do that. People think it's always for um, they think it's for power development, but a big element of it's just injury prevention. Yeah, um, yeah. But for me, for general pops, like honestly, <clears throat> like if they're not playing sports and that, and that's not in their um, that's not one of their goals, I'll probably just get them to do some sled work and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. You know? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with, just trying to find. I'm, I'm looking at wrist reward. Okay. Yeah. With yeah. um, I think you had one more actually, talking about basically with with athletes. Obviously, strength and conditioning is very important, right? Strength is important. Why would you tell? What would you advise general population if you were to sell strength training to general pop? Why should mm. they do it? Why should it, yeah, if you had to sell it to them, why would they yeah, have to do it? Increase quality of life. <laughs> How? <laughs> Number How? one. Hey? How? How? How's it? Well, you got more. Let's look at when you're older, yeah, yeah. and your bone density is lower. Yeah, um, you don't have you have a lot less, uh, I guess, uh, muscle mass. A lot less muscle mass, man. You want that when you're older, you know. That's yeah. that's gonna, you know, there's no point being frail. Um, when in your in your back end of your years, you want to stay strong and healthy. But yeah. um, on the flip side of that, also, there's also things like uh, obviously the ability. If, you, you've always been strong, so you know what it feels like. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Of course, like the confidence, the way you feel. And, you know? Yeah, bro. Like when you're strong, you feel good. Like you like, you always feel good. You're like I can. You have a uh, an element of a feeling that you know you can. do things yeah you start giving them um some strength work all of a sudden yeah. they're like oh they, they feel it they feel that added strength you know like yeah what's this you know yeah yeah all of a sudden you're just taking their capacity up from being able to do something and you've yeah. increased it yeah and it feels good yeah um i mean obviously you know the main reason people want to train let's not yeah. beat around the bush they want to they want to look good yeah 100 you know? 100 that's the main yeah. thing and yeah and it, one of the best ways to to look good is obviously weight training. Right? That's, yeah. That's just it a is. given. It is, yeah. So, yeah. you know. It's funny because that question, that question is so basic to you. You're like, come on, Darren, test me, man. What's that? <laughs> 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 but I think it's also important, like, with the strength side of things, like, with general population, although it's, okay, it's, it's fine to have an aesthetic goal, and yeah, we all do want to look good, but, mm. It's, it's probably better to have some sort of performance go in the gym, no? Do you think that's better? That keeps them more consistent? I think if you put any targets within your training, it's always going to, you're going to get more buy-in. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, so if you say, okay, this is what we're trying to achieve, this, this, this block. Yeah. Okay. All of a sudden, you've got a number. Yeah. You know? If you say to someone, All right, I want you to lose three kilos, or you say, I want someone to lose weight, it's like... Yeah. Once you have that number, it's in your head, and you're like, "I'm going for that number." Yeah, exactly. It, it, it creates something, um, or creates like buying to the system because people all of a sudden have a target they need to achieve. Yeah. So um, with performance stuff like that, yeah, you know, for each part of your your training block, you might 
set a little mini goal. This is yeah. what we're trying to achieve in this block. Yeah. As long as it's um, it's not stupid, like the target's achievable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. With um, uh, one of your posts the other day, yeah, I loved it. I'm not gonna lie. It was about um, I wrote it down. Lions <laughs> and performance. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. My miss, my, my miss. Yeah, yeah. The success rate when it comes to hunting for a lion. You know, I like to I like to see myself as a lion, Graham. Is that lions in Turkey? I don't know. There is when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what what was that? What was that caption about? What were you trying to say there? Because it was a good one. I'm you gonna tell it. you right now, honestly. I was bored as a Friday night and I had a few beers and I was watching this um <laughs> this wildlife, this wildlife yeah. documentary about this is and I was like and they were talking about um I can't remember that post as well back, but they were talking about the success race of lions and I was like, that's low. You know? Yeah. But then yeah. I talked about and then I looked into it and I was like, but it doubled when they were, it worked in tandem with other other, other lions. Um, other lions. And I was like, you can be the king of the jungle, but if you yeah. don't surround yourself. You can, you know, you got to surround yourself with others. Yeah, and you're going to be more successful. Hey, that's that's like such, that? that's such, hey, you need to claim that, and you need to <laughs> <laughs> you need to claim that because that is a mic drop moment because it's so true, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's that. cool. Yeah. I know that yeah. was like when we used to go out in Sydney, man. I was a lion, but I was nothing without you boys. <laughs> yeah, <very. Me>, yeah. <laughs> that was an interesting time as well, man. We're both going through some 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 dramas. Yeah, uh, but it was good though. We used to like me and for for you guys that are listening. When I was going for a shit time, Graham was all always around me, and we used to like link up every Friday for you guys that are listening in Sydney at Surrey Hills at the clock, the clock <laughs> with the boys, <laughs> have some beers, <laughs> have some beers, and then go over to the Beresford. What's funny about Graham is when he has beers, I swear to God, he gets smarter. <laughs> he's he, he's the kind of guy that will sit at home, have a few beers, and read fucking studies and learn, and learn. Bro, be... I don't I don't get smarter. You see my dancing. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's nothing smart about that, bro. Are you are you are you are you are you, are you still doing that when you're at home? You have a beer, like you reading stuff and just always trying to upskill and because you're uh, a smart uh, guy, man. But it's always good to be on your toes, right? Yeah, I know. You know what? Uh, with my reading, I've actually gone back to the basics, bro. I've gone back into um, a lot more physiology, a lot more biomechanics, a lot more anatomy, and trying to get better at that again. Yeah. Um, okay. And that's, I think, you know, with personal trainers and that, it's a key thing. Yeah. Is that people get a lot of social media and all that. It's a lot of bullshit out there, bro. Yeah. But um, yeah. if you, if you, you know, you, if you have an understanding of the way the body works, um, you know, all the different muscles. Um, yeah. Where they connect, what they do, what's their function. Yeah. Um, you understand movement, biomechanics. Yeah. Um, I think that's the backbone. Obviously, some basic psychology. That's a basic backbone of of personal training. Yeah. Um, and what a lot of trainers got to understand is is that how long? I don't. I don't know. I didn't do PT course because I did the yeah. uni stuff. What's a PT course? Six weeks. How long is it good for? You can get one. My one was a long one, but you can get it in six weeks if you want. Yes. And it's crazy, bro. And you, and you get people who come out of this and, and, and finish studying that, and they, they don't do any more upskilling because they think they know it all. And like you look at like um, if you go do a law degree, you might do was it four years or something, and you're still not even a lawyer. Like, and you know, you got, if you're a plumber, you got to do be an apprentice to get paid peanuts for years until yeah. you're, you're you know on a tradie 
until yeah. you become a, a, a plumber or something. You have a yeah. trade. Yeah, that's and right. um, I think a lot of trainers got to understand that it's a process. You got to keep. You got to keep growing, bro. You got to yeah. keep learning. Hundred um, percent. If um, yeah, for a lot of the personal trainers that are listening, as well as general population, Graham, where can where can they all find you? Because you need yeah. to give Graham a follow because his content when it comes to training SNC and like his knowledge is like it's ridiculous because he he's the guy yeah. that I go to when I have a question about training. He's I slide into his DMs. I'm like Graham, hey, am I right? Am I wrong? You need to tell yeah. me here before I post this. I, I don't have I don't have any sexy videos in uh, budgie smugglers in Bali, but. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> Not I gotta yet. get lean first, bro. You know? <laughs> no, man, you're too you're you're too smart, man. You don't need to get lean, bro. <laughs> well, Mrs. called me fat the other day, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so bro, uh, you? Graham G R A E M E underscore Morris. That's my um, Graham underscore Morris. That's my Instagram, and then my Facebook is Graham Morris Strength and Conditioning Coach. I think. Yeah, and if you if you guys can't, I don't really. Yeah, if you guys can't find it, just go on my profile, check who I'm following, and you'll see it there. All right, this was a sick episode, and 100. I want to do it again, man, because I think this yeah, this cool. is such good educational stuff that PTs, general population, that they should all hear, right? Yes. So, bro, I'm 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 here anytime. You know. Okay, that. brilliant. All right, guys, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you subscribe, give Graham a follow. Tell your people about the podcast, yeah? You need to, man. You need to spread this word, bro. Mr. Meetup 24-7. Peace out. I'll see you guys later. <laughs>